Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Life was always changing on Walton's Mountain, but nature saw to it that the changes didn't show much. The trees, the river, the mountain itself seemed eternal. And though the family did change and grow older, I can always recall their faces from the early years and the way they looked in the days leading up to that Thanksgiving when the whole world changed. Millions grew up watching The Waltons for nine seasons and 221 episodes that debuted 50 years ago. Certainly a TV classic featuring family stories that began during the Great Depression. And a half century later, it still stirs nostalgia among loyal fans who can't resist taking in the reruns, binging episodes, being streaming apps, and keeping up with the former stars through social media. Joining us to talk about it all is TV legend Richard Thomas. Welcome in and happy Thanksgiving to you, Richard. Hi, happy Thanksgiving to you, too, Dave. Now, I have to tell you, full disclosure, I, I watched all 221 episodes uh, on the original drama when it aired. The, the follow-up wow. movie, I did. And, and I will tell you now, I have a 10-year-old son, and we watch uh, the reruns. And I love the oh, questions he asks. He, he's like, why are they staring at the radio? Why is it? <laughs> why is it such a big deal that they're getting a phone? Why is candy a penny? Like it's it's a great, it's a great lesson. Isn't it's, that fun? Though? Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's, it's terrific because they really get to. I mean, they get to have a a view back into what to them is like the Jurassic Path. <laughs> it's very true. It's very very true. Well, what is it in your opinion that has resonated with the series all these years and continues to find an audience? Well, I think that it's family. It's it's about family and community, which is sort of cuts across so many barriers and so many generations and. It's about a family, about people living together and loving each other and helping and supporting and having conflict but having resolution and community, their place in a community. And these things, it's one of the reasons the show was so popular all around the world for so long is that, you know, it's, these things cut across cultural barriers. Uh, it's family. And um, the other thing was that we had a wonderful chemistry, all of us. There was... The family that you saw on the television, those feelings, those relationships, that caring, that sense of fun and play, it was all real for us. And we still, we're still in touch with each other, and we're still really fond of each other, and it's still a family. That's very, very cool. It's a real wild story how the original show got on the air, because back then there was this big effort called The Rural Purge going on at CBS at the time, where they got rid of all these shows pretty much that had a tree in it, and they were bringing right. shows like All in the Family and Mary Tyler Moore, Bob Newhart. They were at the forefront. But then right. here come the Waltons, and by the second season, you were ranked number two in all of television. Well, it, that's right. And we had a, we did our television special. We did our homecoming Christmas special, right. uh, which was not a pilot. It was a one-off, and it did so incredibly well. And had such a beautiful response that actually William Paley 
that CBS said we're going to make this into a series. Uh, it was really his decision to do it. And what he said was, we've been drawing out of the well for so long, it's time we put something back in. That's great. And that was, that was what he said about it. And then he sort of, by fiat, said we're going to do this as a series. And back in those days, you know, a show could, could take the time to find its audience. Um, and we had the time to find our audience. And because we were not like anything else on television at that time, it took a while. But once, once it got there, um, we had good staying power. It was a great surprise to all of us that it did as well as it did. Well, we are celebrating the 50th anniversary of TV series The Waltons with actor Richard Thomas, who played John Boy. And there's more after a look at your weather and traffic this Thanksgiving morning, Dave. I look forward to going to college. And I look forward to becoming a writer and having a family. Everything I'm doing now in my life is like a preparation for what's to come. If I didn't have any of those things to look forward to, I don't think I could take any pleasure in living at all. Dave Plyer in for Bob Surratt this morning. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of The Waltons with the original John Boy. Richard Thomas on this Thanksgiving morning. You know, the original cast, most of, of the cast is still with us. There were adults in the cast, and the kids, you were the star. One of the adults, along with Ralph uh, Waite and Michael Learn, was Ellen Corby and Will Gear. And I want to talk about Will and Ellen. Ellen was like a script girl, a chorus girl for RKO. Uh, she was in a It's a Wonderful Life. She was a script girl for Laurel and Hardy and the Little Rascals. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I mean, she's been she was in that business a long time. Yes, she was. You know, she was great. She was absolutely great. She was feisty and wonderful and and so talented and just um just solid gold in that role. I bet. And Will Gear started out to become a botanist. He studied you know, at and got his master's degree actually here in the University of Chicago, but then theater, stage, screen, labor activists, among other things. Yeah. You know, it must have just been amazing to work uh, among these two people. Yeah, well, Will was very special in many, many ways. He would, you know, he would, he always he remained a botanist. He, he planted gardens all over the country. He would come to the set outside and sit there with a bag of wildflower seeds and and strew them about, you know, and, and, uh, he knew every tree, every, every plant, every flower, every, he was just absolutely wonderful. He was a great, great old pagan and, um, uh, and a great social activist. And of course, because he'd been blacklisted during the McCarthy era, right. Um, right. and had provided a lot of shelter and care for a lot of other blacklisted yeah, people. He did. Um, then when he was able to work again, and had this wonderful late life career, starting like with Jeremiah Johnson and things like that, and then landed Grandpa on the Waltons. He 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 had such gusto, which was his word, about going to work that you know it was a great model for a twenty-one-year-old brat like me, <laughs> you know, to to, to work with yeah. someone yeah. at that age who was so grateful for the job and came in with so much passion, and he was a great example to me. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, of course, working with Ralph and Michael, and I know Michael wasn't really that much older than you, uh, really, at the time of the series. Right, right. Well, they're both just were wonderful. I mean, the, the three of us were, you know, sort of diehard theater actors, and, and 
were were very a little cautious about doing a television series. I know that the thing about Michael and Ralph is that they were so uncompromising in their desire for things to be honest and and true on the show. And whenever we, any of us would have scenes with them, it was always a special treat. Michael, of course, is still with us and thriving right. and acting, and yeah. just a wonderful woman and a dear friend of mine. And and uh, they were just absolutely terrific. And Ralph is. Such honesty first, you know, authenticity first as an actor is really beautiful. That's wonderful to hear. Set in 1933 during the Great Depression, I think the last original movie from the series took place in the late 60s. But you covered, yeah, we talk about these wholesome stories, and there were wholesome stories in here. But you also addressed poverty, racism, religion, book burning, aging, illness, death, illiteracy. I mean, there there was always a lesson to be learned here. That's right. People, people who don't really know the series think of it and think they remember it as something that was just all good all the time and all sweet all the time and all, you know, sort of idealized all the time, which isn't the case. It was, you know, full of conflict and problems and issues that families and communities had to deal with. And, you know, they were, they were real issues about with a family that was struggling to make it during a very difficult time. So it wasn't just a rosy glow, that show. It was very different. John Boy, John Walton Jr. was such a centerpiece, is such a centerpiece on the show. That must have been, as an actor, and, you know, moving from New York and taking on the series, that must have been a lot to carry. Well, <laughs> you know, the infinite confidence of a 21-year-old, it, it just, <laughs> it, was, it was, I didn't, I didn't look down from the tightrope. I just kept going forward. I was, right. You know, it was a great, what you want is a great part. It was a great part. You just go for it and play it. You know, I, I, uh, I was thrilled. I mean, I'd been working for a long time before that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, started as a child. So I was sort of kind of well-rooted in my, in my life as an actor. But this was just a great role, and you know, I had, you know, I had gotten to love the role when I did the Homecoming, and then the idea of doing a series wasn't something I was particularly excited or interested in. But then when I read those scripts that that they sent, they were so beautiful, and the role was so wonderful. It was just, it was just a chance of a lifetime, and I'm so glad I was given that opportunity. You know, how well did you get to know the creator Earl Hamner Jr.? Got to know Earl Hammer very well. He was a constant presence um, at this at the readings of each script that we did ahead of time and on the set. And he was he was with us all the time, all the way through. He was a wonderful, warm, loving, terrific man with a great dry sense of humor and and so smart and so right on about um, what the show should be. And he was always there to guide us and. And to let us have our way too, you know. I was going to ask that. Uh, he, yeah. he was just, yeah. He was a wonderful, a wonderful man, and and uh, we all owe so much to him. You know, I would say the centerpiece of the series was also was always the dinner scenes. Uh, they were iconic, yeah. sitting around the table. Yeah. And yeah. I know, I'm sure they were painful. I'm sure you were eating cold potatoes and everything for ten hours at a time filming those those scenes, <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, what was complicated about that was they would schedule all the dinner. If we had more than one dinner scene, any any dinner table scenes, well, they'd all be scheduled on the same day. So it wasn't ah. that just we had one meal for a long time. We had several meals. <laughs> oh, good Lord. But, but we had our kitchen, and everything was fresh, and it was good. And, okay. we, you know, no, nobody... Nobody died. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. All right, that's good to know. And now, uh, as narrator of the CW Reboot, 
this program has really come full circle for you, hasn't it? It has. I, I, I was, you know, when I, when I was cast as John Boy and I went to start to do the show, the, the narrations were so beautifully written and I was so excited about them. And then they said, well, no, actually, Earl's going to do the narrations mm-hmm. um, as the older John Boy. And, of course, his voice was he was wonderful. I mean, he set the entire tone for the show every every week, and it was just beautiful. No one could have done it better. But I was always secretly jealous that I never got to do them. And so 50 years later, that's just supposed to show you if you wait around long enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. Things might come your way. Yeah. So finally, I was invited to, to, to do the narrations. At last, I got to do the narrations. I'm doing them for the, for the new um, iteration of the Longs. And I was so happy to be invited uh, to to be a part of it because it's it's always been with me and I've always loved it and so it's wonderful to still be in the family. What I love about it, and as a true fan, and there's so many fans that grew up with the original series, you know, I'm glad they didn't completely recreate the sets and everything because it does give it a different feel and a, and a different tone. Quite frankly, I think it's very important that that the new. Uh, that, the, that the new Waltons blazes its own trail and has its own style and, and, and departs in some ways from our show. I think it's it's great. Otherwise, what's the point of doing a right, new one? You can right. just watch the old one. So, so true. So the, the, I think, the, yeah, I think these variations on our theme that they've made and, and uh, these, these change, the, the little changes of, of, are wonderful, and I think they should continue to do that. Before I let you go, you've had some amazing roles in film, television, on stage, more recently in The Americans and Billions, but your role as Nathan Davis, and I'm a huge Ozark fan, that role oh, yeah. was phenomenal. Love that role for you. <laughs> Thank you. That was delicious. That was really, <laughs> right. that was, that was dinner and dessert. And <laughs> I mean, it was everything. I, I, I loved every minute of that part. Those are wonderful roles. And it is a great show. I, I love being a part of it and, and uh, working with my, my, my dear friend, Laura Linney. It's, uh, yeah. The interesting thing is I played her husband on Broadway. About four yes. Years yes. I, I, heard her father. I heard that. <laughs> I heard crazy. that. I heard but, that. But you know, I love that show and thank you. I, Nathan Davis was a really particular kind of character and we love those parts. Actors, we really do. <laughs> Especially mm. as we get older. No question. No question. Richard Thomas on 50 years of the Waltons. Richard, great chatting with you. Happy holidays to you and your family. And you have a beautiful Thanksgiving too. Thank you sir. Appreciate it. All right. News is next here on 720 WGN. So you've been contacted by the IRS and you're unsure of what your next step should be. Linda Nader from Accelerated Tax Resolution can help. Maybe you've had a federal tax lien like Jane from Highland Park. The lien had been closed, but the IRS never notified the county. Accelerated Tax Resolution was able to get the $50,000 tax lien removed and she refinanced her home. Or how about David from Lamont? The IRS wanted him to pay $125,000 in taxes for online gambling. After proving his losses, David didn't owe a penny. Jim from Chicago hadn't filed taxes for six years. Accelerated Tax Resolution prepared his tax returns and he received his stimulus checks. And Bill from Naperville received stock from a family member's will. He sold the stock and the IRS sent him a bill for $46,000.